everybody. Welcome to Why Why Will. Yes! <laughs> Mark, Lily, and Eric here. We're doing Independence Day. We're going through all of Will Smith's movies. Independence Day, where the tagline is, We've always believed we weren't alone. On July 4th, we'll wish we were. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. I feel like I relate to that. Like, yeah, I do fucking wish I was alone, man. <laughs> uh, quick quick stats. This is um, a budget, $75 million. Box office, 817 mil. God damn. Oh Beat Mission Impossible that summer. It was the highest grossing movie of 96 and for a while was the second highest grossing film behind Jurassic Park. Not anymore, but for a minute it was. Well, what was this? This was 95, 96, 96. Well, I mean, isn't Titanic 97? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Titanic's still uh, like way up there. And th- Jurassic Park's still in like the top 10 too. Directed by Roland. Emmerich. Emmerich, and he came up with this idea. It says mm-hmm. while he he made Stargate. Yep, and he was on a presser for Stargate, and they were asking him about aliens. Mm. He just like I'm sick of alien movies where the aliens always be hiding. So let's just do a movie where the aliens are not hiding. Mm. Mm. Independence Day, like he was sick of like the cornfield kind of stuff. I guess I get it. I get. Well, it. I have a quote from him. I watched an interview on set and they're like, do you believe in UFOs? This is him promoting Independence Day, like on the press circuit. I don't believe in UFOs. Why would aliens come to us? We are killing each other. Why would they care? This is him promoting. Independence. <laughs> hey, it worked. All right. Yeah, that sounds great. But, but then this dude, like this is apparently all he does is these disaster movies. Yeah. Like this is like his thing and he hasn't really diverted too much from it. Yeah, you know, he, he has like the Patriot in there, which is a little bit of a diversion. That's the uh well, he's got, like the day after tomorrow. White What's House the down. war? What's the war in the Patriot? Declaration the Revolutionary, yeah, Revolutionary Declaration war. of Independence War. That's what it's called. <laughs> that's, a, that's he did that, but then he got a lot of shit because he made Stonewall, which What's is the- like it's like the it's a gay protest film. I think Oh God! Now I'm botching because I don't know much. Oh, it's a was it about like that thing. senator or something? No, or no. that's milk. Milk. <laughs> oh yeah. Stonewall is. Up. I'm totally fucking this up, and I'm about to critique the guy on his bad movie, and I'm like, it's a historic event. It is. Bear with me. Bear died, with me. Though. People died. Violent riots in 1969. Nice. Yeah. The clash with the police that sparked the gay liberation movement in New York City, but. It got negative reviews just because people felt it was very whitewashed and didn't show like the transgender community and didn't represent like the minorities who are also part of this movement. Just a lot of white people. I mean, he's a white guy, you know, when he, he's, a, he's a gay white guy. So yeah. he's going to worry about that, you know. But you're right. He doesn't divert too much because he did like the Patriot. He did that. He also did the movie where Shakespeare wasn't really writing his plays. Like there was the anonymous writer, which is accurate. That's like an that's like a very well known thing that there are like plays that people do not think Shakespeare wrote at all. Same thing with Bach. 
because he didn't Bach, write it. They well, think all his sister wrote a lot of it. Well, because like there's there's Bach tunes, and um, I uh, I went to a community college with about music, mm-hmm. um, but Bach a lot of the times he was I think he was hired by the church, mm-hmm. so they would take church songs and he would just like add bullshit to it, and it was almost like very not rudimentary, but like this is for learnings. Like you're gonna learn how to play piano with mm-hmm. some Bach. Like it's like. Like it's all about like finger work and stuff. And then there's some like weird dainty tunes where it's like, bing, bong, boom, 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 boom. It's like this doesn't sound like fucking Bach, but it says it's Bach. And they're like, it's his sister. Yeah. Whoa. His sister was doing the fun stuff. He was doing the freaking like, like, oh, I got to make a anyways. Teach you how to we teach you how to play piano real good. Oh, yeah. so I talked about this on uh, first off Rose to Rochester tickets. Go get them. Um, Friday, June 3rd. Yeah. You can go to facebook.com slash the gentleman's club or carlsoncomedy.com and uh, buy your tickets. Roast to Rochester. Uh, um, Shane and I will be roasting Rochester. Am I like wrong? Have you been like practicing guitar for this? Oh, I don't want to give anything away, but yes, it will be very musical this uh, year. Yeah. There's going to be impossible costume changes. Really? Yeah. Okay. So is that going on? The fuck. Um, and we touched, I'd almost pay to see that. We touched on this on the Gentleman's Club podcast, but I wanted to bring it into this world to see what you guys thought with the new um, it, Doctor Strange, wonderful world of mystery or whatever the fuck the new one's called. <laughs> The multiverse of madness. Yeah, I'm I'm 34. Uh-huh. Okay. Yes. And <laughs> old piece of shit <laughs> traitor. Um, I'm 34, and I'm I I don't like to be like old man waving waving a cane at people to like, tell him get off of his lawn. But um, I saw the worst takes about this stupid movie because I don't know anything about the movie other than Sam Raimi made it. and I, I don't watch too many Marvel movies, but people were saying that it was too spooky and what? too violent. And these are young kids, like Gen Z, like teenagers, people 16, 15. They were going, this movie was just too violent. And I want to shake them awake and be like, I was watching like Texas Chainsaw Massacre weekly, like at your age. What are you doing? Too violent. Let the old let the old ladies worry about that. Why are you worried about that? Too violent. Um, like I haven't seen it. I watched yeah. WandaVision, loved it. But this seems more marvelly. And I'm not like into like Marvel movies unless they feature Tom Holland exclusively. But like I can't imagine that Marvel's making a fucking spooky movie. I, like, I, I just can't really picture I it. I can't imagine that it's that like it's not like like the Evil Dead movies aren't that scary. They're like gory and they're fun to watch. It's not like they're fucking scary. We're talking Sam yeah. Raimi. But this is somebody's theory that watches a lot of Marvel. Okay. And um, Eric, you let me know what you think of this. This All is right. what their theory is that. Marvel has like a pretty big umbrella of like, this is how our movies look. Yeah. Whoever you plug in a director, hey, but still, this is this is our movies. These yeah. are our movies. Who is the guy? Is there James Gunn? Yeah. And then there's the guy that made Thor Ragnarok. This kind of like little, a Watiki. Yeah. Him. And then now Sam Raimi, who are a little more in, in Marvel terms, fucking That's out true. there directors. They have right? a voice. They have a voice. And they're just like basically all the Marvel fans they get weird mm. when it's slightly different than like not even a ton mm. slightly different than what they're used to they get weird about it so okay. that's where this is spawning from i could see that 
Yeah, it's like when Pizza Hut kind of changed the recipe a little bit and you can yeah. tell you don't <laughs> like it. You want it to go. I'm back. still pissed about that. <laughs> Sam Raimi made my pizza. <laughs> Here's what's crazy about Sam Raimi. So he obviously, I mean, we just, the three of us marathoned all the Evil Dead movies through Army of Darkness recently. That was fucking wild. <laughs> yeah. Just, a, just on a lark. It was great. Yeah. Um, and he has a really distinct point of view and like sensibility. And he applied that to the Spider-Man movies. Like he was not holding back there. But it's so funny because he comes from this like scrappy horror background, but he's the dude who wears like the black suit on set every day with the black tie, like tries to look professionally, still looks like a child in like, like uh, old man clothes. Uh, And uh, basically with him, he on the interview circus or circuit for Doctor Strange, what's this fucking movie called? Doctor Strange, the mystery of madness. Multiverse Multiverse of of madness. Okay. He just kept saying, he was just like, I, I showed up and I was here to do a Marvel movie because people are like, I'm so excited to see the movie. I want to see like the Sam Raimi sensibilities. Like, nope, I was just hired to do this. It's, you know, I want to make sure it's stuck to what the Marvel movies were doing. Like, I didn't want to put my imprint on it. Like, he was just very straightforward about that where a lot of directors wouldn't be. Oh, that's so boring. That, yeah. It, but but a, a couple of people I talked to say it's very Sam Raimi, which I feel like the boy can't help himself. So I don't know. Maybe I'll watch it. We'll see. I'll wait till it's streaming on Disney Plus. Yeah. I mean, listen, I I loved WandaVision. Like, I'm not like a Marvel person. Like, I find that movie speed like very boring. I like uh Spider-Man, but a lot of that I think has to do with just Spider-Man and Tom Holland in general. Um, but yeah, like I'm not a fan of the Marvel movies. We've seen a few together and they've been kind of painful. Um mm. So like I loved WandaVision. I thought WandaVision was so good. We watched Loki. That was like pretty good. Not as good as WandaVision. And I just like don't have much of a desire to see this movie. And I feel like um, I feel like Marvel does better with the shows than the movies. Oh, and speaking of movies, we're going to see uh, the new Top Gun. <gasps> Top Gun Maverick. Is that Ooh, what's called? Yeah. yeah. We're going. So this is I mean, I'm just throwing this on you guys. Lily and Eric oh. right now. Oh. So this is what we're going to do. Okay. We we have do we have early tickets? Yeah, early. Tickets. We got early tickets. We're going to see it before any of you idiots. <laughs> and this is the deal. What we're going to do. OK, because we're all the night cruising pizza, hot. all the night cruising Ooh. episodes are behind the paywall. Patreon.com slash the gentleman's club. Oh, yeah. This episode will not be behind the paywall, oh. but we might there's do some of it behind the paywall. Yeah, because we might do the first half. Yeah. No spoilers. Oh, I like that. Second oh. half behind the paywall with spoilers. Oh, so we, can have, yes. so, cause we need to talk about this, bitch. And we can't be. Yeah. We're going to see it two days before you yeah. idiots. I'm you guys, <laughs> you guys, we had to buy our tickets. <laughs> yeah. So you have to reimburse us for those right. tickets to hear the spoilers so yeah we will do the spoilers yeah. behind the patreon there will be a be- spoilers ahead just Brilliant. so you so that all right Brilliant. anyways independence day okay will Smith's movie, independence wow wow day. well <laughs> 1996 <laughs> the movie is about aliens they've come to earth mm-hmm. huge ufos there's one big mothership that's kind of like near the moon and then i mean all the ships are huge there's massive. massive ships and they're all parked in different cities. Like, you know, the United States has like four or five. They show Iraq a lot. Iraq's got Too a couple. Much. Yeah. Um, and, and basically they're positioned all around the United States and there's like a countdown and it's like, 
these aliens are about to attack us because they want to take over the earth and take our resources, mm-hmm. blow up the frickin White House. They blow up the some building in L.A. where a rave is happening on top of it. I'm so surprised they didn't blow up the pyramids. <laughs> it like did that. seem like it, yeah. <laughs> like it was going to happen. So they're blowing things up. We have our main characters, Jeff Goldblum, who's a scientist of some mm-hmm. sort, I assume. Who cares? The big old hunk of Rony- <laughs> David. David. Oh. Uh, so we so we have David mm-hmm. and he's like scientist guy. Then we have Will Smith and he's like uh, mar- marine pilot. Shoot him up type of guy. We have Bill Pat Paul Pullman. Pullman. Bill Pullman. He's the president. But you know what? He's got a background in flying planes, too, because he's going to fuck <laughs> some people up. Necessary. We have the guy that's super racist. Super racist now. Who? Randy Quaid? Randy Quaid. Or is he just, he's just wacky. Oh, yeah. He's, I don't think he's racist. I think he's just mentally unstable. There's like videos of him like in motel rooms, like losing his mind. Well, he plays the same type of thing in this movie. Yeah. Um, and he's also a pilot. And basically they're not connected in, in real life or in, in life, but they somehow come together. They're to connected by humanity. Sure. And make a ragtag team to go fight the aliens. And how they fight them is um uh Jeff Goldblum's character David goes into space and gives the mothership a virus. Mark, you forgot to mention a very good actor in this movie. I can't believe you skipped him. Ross Bell. You Ross who played he played Buckwheat in the Little Rascals. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Buckwheat's in it. Honestly, they should let him pilot something. He's so <laughs> cute. Henry Connick Jr.'s in it. Harry Connick. Harry Connick. My mother's gonna kill you. <laughs> um, it's in it. Um, May Whitman's in it. Uh, Michael McKay, Frank Sinatra. All the singers are in it. All the crooners. And um, data from Star Trek. <laughs> That's what Mark pointed out to when we're watching. <laughs> um, and basically, they give all the aliens a virus, like the ship a virus, take down all their defenses, and they blow that shit up. Uh, the, the the crazy guy in real life and in the movie goes <laughs> up into one of the ships and blows it up. He's like, I'm back because he was abducted by aliens 10 years ago. Wow, of wow, wow. Yeah, yeah. And then they win. And then uh, the president of the United States, Bill Pullman, Pullman says what a lot of people in the, the world outside of the United States thought was very offensive, which was <laughs> today is not just Independence Day for America. It's Independence Day for the whole world. Love it. The end. Love it. <sighs> yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. There's like, OK, so I've seen Independence Day. But mm-hmm. I feel like what I was realizing as I watched it is I think I've maybe only once seen Independence Day from tit to tat. You know what I mean? Like seen all it two and a half hours, all of it at once. I feel like it is a movie where I usually will come in like maybe like midway. You know what I mean? You're like or you'll stay for a little bit. But then you got to like go to church or something. (laughs) I don't know. Got to pray this movie away. (laughs) (laughs) But like, you know, it's like not a it's like a movie. This is like on TV a lot. So you just like see bits and pieces of it. And wow, that's the way you should watch it. Because sitting through all of it at once was like, man, this movie is not as good as it is in my head. 
that this movie is. And maybe it's because, you know, like when I was watching it in smaller chunks, maybe with some commercials, like the parts that work pop a little bit better. But when you're sitting through that whole thing, all I kept thinking was just like, I think of this movie as being much better than what I'm watching right now. I, you know what? In the, the first hour of it. Yeah. Like they do a good job. Like what I thought was a good job. Cause it's what I wanted out of this movie. It's just like the first shot is aliens are fucking coming. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the first shot. It's just like, it's not yeah. 45 minutes before you see the ship. It's like, Oh, it's here. This is the problem. And yeah. then they show the president and they're like, you're the young guy that they don't take seriously, seriously anymore. And then mm. they show they show David, David. <laughs> and it's like, where's your wife, David? Yeah, wife, you're a piece of shit because your wife's not around. Then they show Will Smith. And it's like, you're banging a hooker stripper. <laughs> and they they nail like they like get the exposition of the characters out of the way real yeah, quick. And I was like, they do. I was like. 45 minutes in, I'm like, damn, if they keep up this pace, we'll be done in a quick hour and a half. And this is a great movie. But they then don't. They go to like Roswell or something. I think that's where it's to like find the ship that crash landed. 60. I was 60s. even more OK with that. That was something. But there was a point because this is a two and a half hour movie and they get most of it done in the first 40 minutes where it's just like they really hit the brakes. And just like stop down for a second. Yeah. Because there's not that much that happens more than when the aliens get there and they're like, how do we defeat the aliens? This is how let's do it. Yeah. Like I definitely needed less Vivica Fox running around. Like I don't give a shit where she's driving to, how she's getting anywhere. I don't know why I'm following her character. I definitely don't need the first lady. I don't care about her. Honestly, I probably could have used a hair less of the president. Like, I wanted more Will Smith. I wanted, I always want more Jeff Goldblum. And like, I feel like I just like, you. I think of this movie as like, this is a Will Smith movie. You know what I mean? Like you have a t-shirt, his face, Independence Day, but it is much more of an ensemble than I think my brain allows. But I think it's because the funniest stuff are Will Smith lines. Like, you know, aside from like the big, um, speech that the president gives most of the best liners are coming from will smith and or jeff goldblum so i feel like i think of this as a will smith movie but like he's not even in it that much yeah we're gonna get into this because we have some h-i-s-t-o-r-y history okay <laughs> thank you for saying what that was <laughs> yeah it's I, so was, I think you're gonna say we have some hiv no <laughs> oh no no okay we have no. some history like a history lesson I, I i i and mark have personal history with this film oh yeah it's way way back like where grandpa now. took us yeah, dude. So the first time we saw this, we, I mean, fuck, I have so much to tap on. Before I get too heavy <laughs> with this, uh, don't look this up, but guess how old Will Smith was when this movie came out? When it came out? I'm going to yeah, say 30. I think he's like 24. 27. Okay. Okay, right in the middle. Uh, which I, I don't know. I found that shocking. I'm like, damn, he's 27 in this. What's was he fucking 20 in bad boys two years earlier? <laughs> That's not the <that. laughs> uh, Well, you know what I think is hard? He's 27. 
you know, like Tom Cruise, like in his first big blockbuster, he was younger. But Will Smith has a music career and a TV career before this. You know what I mean? Well, I, I'm saying 27 is like he's fucking young. <laughs> That's how oh, I'm oh. he seems like a full grown ass man in this. He's got a kid, a wife, a house. That's not his kid. <laughs> That's not his kid. Buckwheat ain't his kid. <laughs> That's not his kid. Um, wait, he wait, he really? looks like a man in this movie, though. I I, can I use the word buckwheat? <laughs> <Yeah>. No. <laughs> he's such a cute kid. More of him. <laughs> I don't yeah, know as I was saying, it, I, like, <laughs> well, I checked the IMDb because I'm just like, I bet the little rascal movies in the 90s changed what his character name was. Because I feel like, but but they kept it. It's yeah. the same fucking name. I got a dollar. I got a dollar. I got a dollar. Hey, 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 hey. Dude, you know, that's great. That movie's good. I've watched it recently. It fucking holds up. <laughs> um, You know who really had a. <laughs> I like it. Not 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 a renaissance, but just like this was his time to shine. Like from here to Mrs. Doubtfire to maybe the birdcage gay raspy voice guy. Oh, honey, I got to call my lawyer like that guy. This was like his he was in his pocket the last this five years. Yeah. Uh, Harvey Firestein. Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. great. Yeah. He's fucking awesome. He's the best. Um, so now to get a little bit into it. Okay. So first I want to tap on what Lily said and what both of you are saying a little bit is the sprawling narrative. I don't know if this is a personal preference, but I kind of fucking hate this kind of narrative where there's like so many different fucking stories that you have to follow like Mm -hmm. we're gonna cut to will smith then we're gonna cut to the white house then we're gonna cut to this and i get it they all come together so they're setting up those threads but it's like oh cool i'm watching will smith i'm enjoying the movie i'm in his pov i'm feeling what his character's feeling hard cut to like bunch of fucking doll ass boy you can't say hard cut weird flash cut. oh yeah, yeah. weird flash like everything's a flash into the cut. camera okay yeah. come on that beginning was such like a powerpoint where oh. it's just like independence day <laughs> like that was pretty good yeah and so you're just cutting to all these threads that you're like ah, i don't care about this story i'm checking out Oh, I don't care about so and so story i'm checking out like maybe jeff goldblum's story was like Kind of interesting. So that piece, Jeff Goldblum's interesting. So you're like, okay, I'm watching this. But anytime it cut to anything else, you're like, get back to someone else. The president else. stuff was tough. So fucking boring. And the president stuff was boring. Jeff Goldblum, like, I want Jeff Goldblum because he's so fucking hot. Well, Jeff- but I didn't need his, like, ex-wife bullshit. Yeah, no, but Jeff Goldblum's just great to watch. I know, yeah. but, like, you could have condensed that storyline. Like, I need the ex-wife bullshit and his father like what the fuck yeah and he took like a two-dimensional character and gave it his all because there's not much to his character he's like a hacker and kind of like a hypochondriac not a hypochondriac he's like save the earth kind of dude like don't litter and blah blah blah. yeah but and he has kind of terrible dialogue like if you really listen to what he's saying it's fucking bad but jeff goldblum's so good he makes everything so interesting so it's like okay jeff goldblum's cool will smith's cool Anything beyond that, I'm fucking zoning out, man. Um, so this like sprawling, multifaceted narrative is not my cup of tea. Like, just imagine we were just in Will Smith's shoes the entire fucking time. Yeah. Rad, badass. And I'm going to get back to this point when I make my bigger point later. But Aww. 
here's me and Mark's history with this. Our grandfather took us to the movies to see this. And I remember being kind of fucking scared. This was seared in our memories. This incident. Okay. And I'm going to tell my story. Mark, you tell your story. But leading up to this movie, I think there was maybe a Super Bowl trailer. I want to say I saw the trailer in theaters. Yeah. Yeah. I want to say I saw a trailer like before we saw it in theaters. And you know what scared the shit out of me in the trailer is when the cop gets out of his car to look up at the sky because he sees the UFO and then like a truck fucking runs it over. I remember being like, this movie's too intense to watch. Like, <laughs> it wasn't even aliens. It was like a car accident. And I'm like, I'm not gonna be able to handle this because it's 96. So I'm seven marks, eight or nine, right? Yeah. July 3rd, you're, se- you're eight. Um, <laughs> and so our grandfather's like, okay, I'm going to take you to go fucking see independence day. I'm like, God damn, this is going to be a fucking crazy movie. I don't know if I'm going to be able to handle it. Aliens, like this is going to be way too intense. Dude, our grandfather fell asleep during the movie <laughs> because he did not give a flying fuck. <laughs> Immediately <laughs> fell asleep. I remember that theater was so hot too. Like the AC wasn't working. It had to be a movie's 10, right? Or like it, was, which, it wasn't like a tinsel town. Like, you know, we're used to tinsel town being yeah. a nice place. This was like, this was a crummy place. There was nobody in the theater, which leads me to believe that we saw very late, l- like late August. Like, mm-hmm. like that's why I'm thinking movies 10, like the dollar theater. I don't think there was Tinseltown yet at that point, though. Might. Yeah, you might be right. I know Tinseltown was around when Titanic came out, so it might have been like brand new. Yeah. yeah, brand new. So anyway, so grandfather falls asleep and dude, so imagine seven year old and an eight year old. From my perspective, this movie should have been like the best thing I've ever seen as a seven-year-old. Be like, holy shit, the biggest fucking UFO I've ever seen. Aliens, fucking Will Smith, Punchbill, dog fights with like spaceships and all that. Yeah. I was bored out of my fucking mind. Yeah. I want, as a seven-year-old, and I get it. We have like bad attention, like short attention spans as kids. But dude, we watched Jurassic Park at that age, and you're kind of glued in, just like fuck. Yeah. This movie's like so riveting. And yeah, as a young kid, I remember being like, when's this go? When's this over? I could give two flying fucks about this. So I don't know if that differs from your experience, Mark, but yeah, you're missing a huge part of it. Whoa. Okay. We're in the theater. Grandpa's asleep. <laughs> Nobody else is in the theater. Okay. And like an alarm starts going off <laughs> in the theater. And I don't know if there was sound to it, but there was at least a flashing light on the ceiling. (laughs) Grandpa wakes up and sees that and and he leaves us. Oh, yeah. He left us. He left us and he's gone for like 20 minutes. And I'm like, oh, he's going to get somebody because of the alarm that's going off. And then he comes back and nobody fixes the alarm. And he was probably just taking a big fucking popcorn dump. <laughs> You're right. I remember this. Like, there's just a light flashing. I'm like, what the fuck? That's definitely movie's 10. But. As a positive, I'll say the best thing about this movie was the toys that came out. So I don't know if you remember when they oh, came there's out. Some good ones. We had Will Smith. Huge alien. Yeah, we had a huge alien with the little alien inside. And then we had a Jeff Goldblum, but because he was an action figure, they made him huge and jacked. Which yeah. <laughs> Did your um, mom play with that one a lot? I'm sure. And here's the thing. They, all the action figures came with floppy disk for your computer. Shut up. No, 
they didn't. They had video games. No. Yeah, on a floppy disk. No. Yeah. And they were kind of weird video games. Like, well, hack this. Yeah, like, why are they giving you a floppy but, disk? With your for toy? those of you that don't know, a floppy disk could hold half a picture. I don't know how it was holding it a video game. That's why the video game was so lame. Like, the, I remember one of them was like, you're in the alien ship. Like, yeah. the scene where, like, they're going to the mothership to give it the virus. And you're just supposed to, in the correct sequential order, click certain things on the alien ship, and then something happens. <laughs> and that That's was it. insane. Like, you can't even like package a floppy disk well with oh, a toy. Oh, they did. They did. <laughs> they figured yeah, it out. That's crazy. Is this a holiday movie? Yeah. Right. Yeah, I hate to be like uh, Die Hard here, where it's like it's a Christmas movie. But is this a Fourth of July movie? Yeah, do they yeah. play it on Fourth of July? Yes. Okay. This is like constantly on TV around the Fourth of July. I mean, it's got that banger in there of, of speech. The little girl like goes like Happy Fourth of July, Dad. Like you know what oh, I mean? Yeah, like yeah, 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 this is a Fourth of July. Like America, we decided it's Independence Day for the whole. Motherfucking world. Yeah, that was a holiday movie. Can, can I bring up some uh, Jeffrey Epstein shit with the president? What? Okay. We, okay. I know where you're going. We, when we're introduced to the president, he's like talking to the first lady. They're, you know, she's not at the White House. And she asks him what he's up to. And he's just like, I'm laying in bed with a beautiful young brunette. And it's <laughs> hard cut to their kid. <laughs> Um, oh, fuck! I know it's supposed to be like a cute joke, but Jesus, it was really creepy. Fucking okay, Christ, guys, this is also my problem. So we're with the president a lot, and his kid is just there constantly, and mm. she adds nothing. Like it's never like, oh my god, I have to like not do this and protect her. Like I just don't even really understand why that was a role in this movie like why she just randomly pops up like sometimes he's holding her sometimes i guess i'm assuming it an aide has her i don't really know but like it was it was minute bullshit like that where it's just like just take that layer out just take the kid out of there because it's just like one more person my mind has to like keep track of now and i think that was the problem with this movie it's just like it's little horse shit like that oh well, yeah this yeah. is a will smith podcast we i wanted more will smith and the president so like a lot of what they use the president for was the exposition of what's going on why are the aliens here ask, answer those questions but the problem with that is like for a the president knew nothing like the president at one point <laughs> turned on the TV and learned information about the aliens. It's like, bitch, you're the fucking president. Yeah. What yeah. are you talking about? Why the president the had to be told that Area 51 had one of the alien ships. You're the president. You are. Why do we need your character to be learning everything? You're yeah. the president. Have Will Smith's character be learning everything. Yeah. yeah. That like, I think the problem they did with Will Smith is they had him off base that I'm sleeping at his girlfriend's house. You know, he's got to get back to base, all this bullshit. Honestly, all of that could have been cut. I like, I love the little kid. He's great. Don't need him. I don't need Vivica Fox. You like, don't like just, Vivica Fox. I like her. We just, I just don't need to watch her dog 
jump through a doorway with an explosion behind it. And then I'm left to wonder the rest of the movie where the fuck this dog is because they literally never show it again. Yeah. It just like was unnecessary. Like they should have had him started off at a base and like finding all of, you know what I mean? And he could have found out like, what the fuck? They knew we had aliens and they didn't tell anybody. And then he converges with the president and with Jeff Goldblum. But like, I feel like just adding in that other stuff, you know, adding in like the stripper girlfriend and her kid. Like, I don't know why I needed a scene of Vivica Fox stripping. Yeah, you know know. what I mean? Like, why did I need that scene in the movie so I could meet her stripper friend that was then going to be on the roof of the place that was going to get exploded? Like, I don't know. Like, it's like minutia. Yeah, my theory. It's not a theory. It's very obvious. Roland Emmerich, German based director, starts making American blockbusters. In fact, if you look at some of his German films from the 80s, like a lot of them are sci fi, like weird offbeat sci-fi horror stuff he then made universal soldier with john claude van damme which i think was his first like american blockbuster i could be wrong then stargate then independence day and then from independence day you know we have godzilla day after tomorrow uh, 2012 all these disaster movies and it seems like he's a pastiche of like all these other filmmakers like he's borrowing from spielberg he's borrowing from like big hollywood blockbusters but in such like a I don't know. I, like dumb's not the word. It's just such in like a over the top, nah, maybe over the top's the wrong word. Help me with the word. He just borrows like, here's the plucky pilot, right? We get Will Smith. Mm. Who's going to like fly the jet and shoot them all down, but we got to relate to him. So show him like at his girlfriend's place and like peeing in the morning and whatever, get in the newspaper because we have to relate to who he is. And like, yeah. they're almost doing like the screenplay beats that you yeah. just read out of a book and they're not hiding it in the movie as well as like maybe like a more seasoned director or more skillful, like a Spielberg can like hide all that like exposition and goes yeah. down a little easier. This just feels very, I, I think they're trying to do the Spielberg thing. So maybe making uh, Vivica A. Fox a stripper is like, oh, she's just like an every woman. And then she's going to become like a heroine, but she, I don't know. She Does she do anything later in the movie besides yeah. like, Oh, she finds the first lady, right? Yeah. Who then just dies. Wait, the first lady died in this movie? Yeah. Dude, what movie was I watching? She she gets in the helicopter accident. Vivica finds her at some point. They bring her to wherever the fuck the president is, whatever base he's at. They usher the little girl out. And then the wife dies. What? And then the president is like, yeah, I'll go fly into this alien ship. Apparently willing to just orphan his daughter. Well, his wife's gone. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah. Like, I think that's the problem. It's just like too many subplots like that where it's like you just don't like, you know what I mean? Like, you could have just kept this nice and tight. Like, yeah, you know what? Fine. Give me the president. People have been lying to him. He doesn't know what the fuck's going on. Fine. Give me Will Smith. Give me Jeff Goldblum. I just don't need all their other details. So I know I mentioned before me and Mark saw it with grandpa. Grandpa fell asleep. Alarm went off. All that found it very, very boring. So you're a seven year old. This movie feels like it was made for a seven year old, right? Or 10 year olds, whatever. The concept. Yes. The concept. 
And again, left that movie, didn't have any nightmares, didn't think about it, could give you flying flux about the aliens. Um, cut to 2002, I believe. 2002? <laughs> Let me look it up. I think it's 2002. Oh. A certain movie came Post out. Post 9 11, huh? Yeah. So the movie Signs came out in 2002 that's an m night Shyamalan joint which all ties in because will smith will work with m night at some point in our filmography and after mm. i'm 13 12 or 13 at the time right 2002 sure yeah alien movie we go to see it and it's like anti-independence day if you haven't seen it go fucking watch signs it rips we watched it in Lillian mark's backyard last summer it's awesome fucking awesome i honestly haven't been that scared we watch signs in my backyard we live in the middle of like a farm field we watched it in pitch black and it was one of the scariest things we've ever done yeah it's terrifying so we see that movie and again it's the anti-independence day you never cut to the white house you never cut to the pentagon you don't cut to the people what was in this movie seti which is like the people monitoring like space and they're like we're getting a radio signal you're just in the shoes of this family in this farmhouse who are who they're getting their news from the tv from the neighbors from the local cop nothing else we're never leaving them so you get so invested in them their struggle what they're doing and what they see and they don't see a spaceship they don't see a ray gun they don't see anything it's like they look out their window and there's an alien on their fucking roof or in the cornfield and you're like this is fucking terrifying so much so as a 13 year old i fucking slept in my parents room after i saw that movie (laughs) Uh, which like bold of you to put on recording. <laughs> yeah, no, straight up. I think I slept on their floor because I was just like, it fucking stirred the imagination. And I yeah. think this movie lacks that where it's just like a part of me wants to like give it credit to be like, it's not hiding what it is. It's just like we have huge spaceships and we're going to blow up the fucking world with them. Yeah. And it's like, okay, that's your movie. Bravo. You're doing it. But the power suggestion can be so much more scary, so much more tantalizing mm-hmm. and that's what this lacks is that like enticing thing. I, I'm going to go on um, what Mark said a little bit. I know you said you liked that beginning, but you were saying you liked it because it just kind of moved quick. What I didn't like about the beginning is the sense of mystery is very quickly. Like I kind of liked how like people were looking up at the skies and they weren't really showing what they were looking at for a while, but they get rid of that quickly. It's like, Oh, we got a radio signal hard cut to like a spaceship, like shooting out many spaceships out of it. And you're like, <laughs> Oh, okay. It's a giant spaceship. I don't know. Like they could have saved the money shot. I feel like you could have built that, but also maybe this film isn't skilled enough to build that in a proper way. Maybe it'd be fucking boring to wait for it to like build up to it. I don't know if you two have seen Close Encounters in a while, but that's Steven Spielberg. He does that fucking scene that they do in this where like they're getting a signal on like a computer. But it's fucking riveting because people are just like, we don't know what that is. What is going on? And he takes his time it, with it's, makes the meal. In Close Encounters, the very first scene is the last scene. The, right. right? Like seeing the ship right. and shit. Like that's just the end scene of Close Encounters. It's like, here's the ship. All here's right. The ship. Yeah. You finally get to see it. Um, so it's I like. I think what's hard about this movie is I'm with you, Eric, where. I like the beginning because I like that it gets moving and I liked the concept. I, I understand where the director was coming from and the screenwriter was coming from where they're like, I'm sick of this shit with aliens where it's like, they're just landing in a cornfield and it's like a so, like small time where I'm like, yeah, like 
if an alien's coming, it's coming for our big fucking cities. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I like that idea, but I do think like the problem with you where they did miss the subtlety of it, where it's like these movies do alien movies do better when you don't show a fucking alien. I think yeah. they did themselves a disservice by showing the alien so frequently because it does not hold up the test of time. Those spaceships coming into the atmosphere. I think you're right. They would have done better if they just kept showing you people looking up because I'm sure at the time it looked cool. It does not hold up. Like when the ships are like coming out of the clouds, like it looks like Dick now, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, But I think, I think them like showing the spaceships off the bat is doable because like arrival obviously i think took some pretty big uh inspiration from this movie because that's what they did too where it's like here's these huge ass spaceships and they come down and they're in like very uh you know, well-known places and Mm -hmm. it's everyone else trying to figure out like, what the fuck are they doing here? Are they communicating with each other? Like what's going on? And I think arrival does a really good job of being like, yeah, our aliens aren't in a cornfield and drawing up all of that. Like, Oh my God, what would we do if like aliens came down and like, we're going to obliterate the planet and we're all going to die. But I think what arrival did correctly is like, you don't really see the aliens and they, keep you pretty much with one person's POV the whole time in trying to figure that out as where this one tried to do the ensemble and show the aliens and do this. And I mean, they couldn't even keep to one alien design. They literally got pitched two different alien designs and the director's like, I'll take both. And that's how they came up with the aliens within like their mechanical outfits. So it's like, Sometimes you do just have to make the choices and you do just have to like leave something, even if it's a good idea on the fucking floor. Look, maybe I just have too much of an allegiance to the toy because we had that alien <laughs> toy and I kind of dug it <laughs> because you could open it up and take the little alien out. <laughs> that little so, alien was cute. <laughs> but like, <laughs> but they do overshow it, like especially in the third act where it's like we're getting hard cuts to like the alien, like doing the like crazy expression, like get that ship because they can't talk or whatever. But yes. it's like, it's yeah. like you know, like what was cool with the alien to two times that I thought the alien was cool. One, Will Smith punching it. That was great. You like, punches the armor. But yeah. it was so funny. Where you're like, that is great. Where you're just like pissed. Like you just made me crash. You just killed my friend. And you just do the stupidest, most like toxic masculine thing where it's like, you just fucking punched an alien. I, I honestly, in my head, this is what, what's that thing called where it's like, you remember things a certain way, but they were oh, Mandela effect. Mandela effect. I thought he said, welcome to earth, bitch, but it's just welcome to earth. And then he punches. I thought he called the alien a bitch. Because like it's iconic. Like that is, I think the movie needed more of that. Like it needed more of like that tongue in cheek bullshit. And then the only other time that I really enjoyed the alien is when they weren't showing it, but they had the alien 
talking through the scientist going release me and yeah, like that yeah, you yeah. should have stuck with that shit where that i can't cool. really see the alien but it's like using other humans to talk like that shit was cool the rest of the time was just like why are you showing me this this is stupid like why are you making eyes with an alien in its spaceship and being like yikes <laughs> what's wild is that uh that date, data a hundred percent like a hundred and ten percent dies in this movie yes, yes. and he's in the second movie the with sequel. his boyfriend <laughs> like, yeah. it, like he had a life after this did like, you guys yeah. see the sequel i haven't seen it yeah we did it was like i can't Unbearable. remember anything from it man. <laughs> it was it, like yeah it, i don't even remember what it was about it was so long it was so boring it was it was bad. Like it didn't even. It didn't like this movie. At least, like I feel like the beginning's pretty good. I think good. this movie's good. To be honest, I know we're like kind of your guys are like kind of shit on it. I think I like this movie more than you guys are saying. Mm. Like whatever the the beginning's good for me. I think Will Smith's really good in it. I think we could have used more of his energy and his jokes and like just kind of like being pissed off at the alien invasion. More of that. The second one doesn't even have that kind of shit to hold it up. Yeah, it's just like you're the whole time. You're just like, why? Why is Jeff Goldblum do- in the second? Yeah, one? he's in it. Yeah, because oh, Will yeah. didn't return for the. Which thank God we don't have to watch Independence Day two for this. Um, yeah. All right, so I'm about to say something a little controversial. So strap in. I oh. think this movie has too much. Bear with me. Too much narrative clarity. <laughs> and uh, dissect that unpack that for me what am i trying to say <laughs> i'm saying you're, wow, you're they, they, on this, this take doesn't have any narrative clarity <laughs> <laughs> i'll explain it basically this movie is always kind of holding your hands like that opening scene which takes place at seti which i forget what that stands for searching it's like an alien place or whatever and they get a rape alien but that's not even searching alien yep that's it so they're at seti and they get the radio signal that's like oh my gosh we're getting like a message from like space and literally on one of the monitors it says source the moon or something because they're trying to figure out where it's coming from i'm like no way a computer is just going to have like a hyperlink that's going to pop up and say it's coming from the moon like a computer wouldn't be able to do that but it's telling us dum-dums the audience like it's coming from the moon we got to explain to them and then like all the dog fights all the visuals like you're never confused what's going on, which would be a pro for a lot of movies. In fact, I think we've applauded movies for having narrative clarity and being like, I understand what's going on. I need a little bit of Michael Bay in this where it's like, what just blew up? What am I looking yeah. at? How fast is that check going? I don't know what's happening. I want a little bit more of that in this movie. Yeah, I, I'm not a Michael Bay fan, but there were moments where I'm just like, this is supposed to be an action film right and again in my mind i think of it independence day it's a will smith movie it's a fucking action movie mm-hmm. and then you're watching it and you're like not a lot of will smith honestly not a lot of action well, either so i don't know what has happened that the perception of the movie is different than the actual the, movie. the, the action parts because there's not too much like oh an alien's coming after somebody Mm-mm. the mm-hmm. action parts are all the dog fights 
in yeah. with the with the UFOs and the and the F-16s or whatever they are, the military jets, the and they are some of the worst things I've seen. Like yeah. it it's like I mean, like you could kind of excuse the poor graphics, but it's like even the jets, like the 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 actual jets look like they're crawling. Like the, the it's not interesting dog fights. Like, I don't yeah. know. Look at a fucking old school World War Two movie, you know, and just and yeah. be George Lucas and rip that off yeah. and do it that way. They're, these are not interesting action like pieces. Mm-mm. Again, I think it's the narrative clarity to be like a lot of wide shots, a lot of like you're following this jet, it's going to do this and following that. And just like, okay, you kind of get bored with the repetition where maybe it needs to be, you know, shaked up. Also, I don't know if you guys felt this. They have the big dog fight in the middle of the movie where they like fight all the smaller UFOs. And then they kind of repeat that at the end. So yeah. it becomes repetitive. We're like, oh, we're doing that again. Like, I guess like Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum going into the mothership is new. So it's like, okay, that's cool. That's new visuals, something different. But then you're cutting back to another dogfight. And it's like, I don't know. It'd been cooler if that dogfight had like a different objective than the previous one. I know it did, but it just didn't feel like it did. No, no, because it, it didn't. I mean... Yeah, what if there was like a like a tech tech team that had to like get dropped off on top of that ship and like I don't know break in or something with all their guns? Like it's like okay, that's something different. But again, it's like more jets fighting other UFOs, and so they kind of blur together a little bit. Yeah, they do, and like again, it just like doesn't look good, and they like just like it like takes the teeth out of those scenes a little bit when you repeat them. We're just like well. Why did we just do that? Because like I think the first one of the first dog fights is them just like trying to figure out if it has a shield or not. Right. It's like what the fuck? Like we wasted time on just figuring out if it had a shield or not. There's like had to be a better way. And also, it just like it's really inappropriate when the president jumps in a plane. Did anybody yeah. else feel that way? I don't know. <laughs> like yeah, it felt like, like you it. obviously didn't build up in your mind Will Smith's character enough that you're like, oh, and now we also need the president in a plane. It it's was like, definitely what? shoehorning where it's just like we need every main character in the air. Yeah. yeah. Fighting. Um, I know this is like nitpicking stuff. So when Will Smith, like he's he's being chased down by the 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 two ufos like after that initial dog fight and then he like shoots a, a parachute at mm. one of like the one ufo oh, yeah. to take it down which was cool and stuff yeah and then he launches out of his plane mm-hmm. and he he lands so poorly <laughs> i don't know how you're supposed to land with a parachute but he collapses <laughs> he collapses like a i don't know like a high-end sex doll i guess it's a mannequin wow <laughs> what the fuck high-end sex doll. <laughs> <laughs> Like it's joy. Like, <laughs> Isn't he probably still in his like seat? He got ejected from the plane bar. What? Clarity. Mark, coming up. You might be on to something, Mark, because he was a little figurine in that scene. So I just watched a Vanity Fair Roland Emmerich breaking down like special effects in his movies, which is kind of interesting because when he's talking about Independence Day. That whole scene where Will Smith is getting away from the UFO and has to like dive through the canyon and he's trying to like evade him. He's talking about that scene and I'll give this to Roland Emmerich. He's not just going like, oh yeah, I passed this off to the special effects team, whatever, whatever. He's like so 
zeroed in where he's just like oh yeah we had to make sure like dust came off the cannon to like show that the jets of the fighter were like thrusting like through the cannon and we had to make sure this rock fell this way so he's like very obsessed with the details of the action scene which is cool but i guess when will smith ejects from the jet they're just like we needed a quick shot of him coming down towards the camera so we've got like a little action figure and put a parachute on and threw it in there <laughs> and filmed it that way not Obviously, a high-end sex doll <laughs> <laughs> so he was a little action figure i do think it shows because this is um has the record for most miniature model work in a movie mm. and like they're saying that because so much CGI is used now, that that record will probably forever stand. Like this movie, will oh, like probably, the White House getting blown up, the White and, House, uh, yeah. like uh, New York City, just like so much of this movie had model work. And after I read that, I was like, yeah, the explosion. You could good. tell. You could tell. I want. I think the movie should have just been. You know, obviously Will Smith, he he like his scene, he steals every scene he's in. Yeah. But that but hit more of him in uh, Harry Connick Jr. Like, I loved like the accidental proposal when, yeah. he, when he like finds the ring on Will Smith. Oh, and yeah, yeah. One yeah. guy's like, oh, my God, those two are gay. And then walks away. You know what? I think for me, like I like Vivica A. Fox. I don't want to like take roles away from women in Hollywood. But you didn't need her or her kid or her fucking dog or her house. You could have just gotten that exposition out in that scene where it's like, oh, my God, this guy has someone he loves so much that he's buying a hideous dolphin engagement ring for her. Like, you know what? That ring is weird enough that, like, I know she must be a very specific character in your life. Like, that's something that boom, you've got that done in the locker room. Look, he's got a heart. He's got a whatever. And then Harry kind of comes to be like, hey, you know, wanting to marry strippers not going to help you become an astronaut. It's oh, like, yeah, wow. that was a line in this movie. Yeah. yeah. It's like, so I <laughs> didn't need their kid coming through a dog door, the two of them sleeping like way too late in the day where like everyone <laughs> else is dressed and packing their cars because the aliens are coming. It's like two o'clock. I don't know what kind of parent she is. Like, so that's a bunch of bullshit. She you works nights. So, okay. that No, she went to work during the day, Mark. So you're mm. a fool. <laughs> um, so like that shit where you could have like, pulled that off and then I wouldn't have had to watch her like run through the streets of LA exploded. You know what I mean? Cause you would have gotten that out of the way in just like a quick little expose in the locker room with Harry Connick jr. Uh, I, I, if I can point out to this, the one scene where Will Smith said, what does he say? He's like, welcome to earth bitch. And then he punches <laughs> the alien. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. this whole scene that we're kind of talking about. So in that scene, if I could break it down uh, because like there's the dog fight and stuff. Every single one of Will Smith's friends die mm -hmm. in that fight. He lost his plane. He fell like a high-end sex doll and <laughs> collapsed onto the ground. Yeah. He to that day he didn't realize aliens exist, but he, he saw an alien and punched it in its fucking he head. He flinched when he saw. It. He even <laughs> flinched. Makes a close encounters reference and slams a stogie in his mouth. Dude, his friends are dead. 
But that's Oops. why he should have been in more of the movie. <laughs> These threads are dead. I well, feel fine. like when everyone thinks of the movie, that's that whole scene is what everyone thinks of. And that's why you're like, this is a Will Smith action movie. Because that small, minute scene is the best part in the whole movie. You're like, the whole movie should be just Will Smith being like inconvenienced by an alien attack. Oh, my God. Great. Yes, Lily, can you imagine if he like punched that alien and then he's just lost in the desert dragging this alien around for an hour and a half and maybe they have to become friends? I would fucking watch. Oh, my God. It'd be or just like just being disgruntled the whole time. Just like, God damn it. This was supposed to be my weekend off. I was maybe going to propose. And these goddamn aliens on this goddamn plane are just killing me. (laughs) Like. (laughs) It would have been so like every time Will Smith's in there, he's stealing the show and he's just like not in it a ton. And it's a detriment because he yeah, he kills it every time. Like, I feel like that scene is what makes Independence Day is when just begrudgingly punches an alien. Okay, amen. And to go to Mark's point, I'm about to one up him. So he's saying all his friends died and the jet blows up and then he punches an alien and like he's like not phased at all dude after new york city explodes and la explodes and the white house explodes millions of lives are lost because of this alien thing it cuts a briefing scene of like the pilots getting ready for like the big middle second act dogfight. and will smith's like i just want to go up there and kick et's ass and everyone like fucking laughs and it's like dude a million people died yesterday what the fuck are we laughing about? Why is everyone like so chipper and saying like, yeah, let's go kick E.T.'s ass. And it's no, like, all right, boys, no. get in your planes. Let's go. Eric, then you are missing the rudest part of this movie. Oh, no. So we're at the end. It's the job. I have it written word for word. Okay. Great. Okay. All right. So do I. All right. All right. So the whole movie, Quaid, he Everyone thinks he's like a weirdo. He he's lives like in like the RVs. He's a drunk. But he's just like, I got abducted by aliens like a handful of years ago. Like he is traumatized. But and don't two people island. insinuate sexual things happen to him? You're like, dude, you're going to probe up your butt. And he's <laughs> like, he didn't say no. Okay. Like, he's he, got a thousand yard stare. Yeah, he didn't say no. <laughs> so the end of the movie, he's now also a pilot because they're like, hey, if you know how to fly, like, come. And then they said these all these like white dudes down there like so like what's like your piloting experience and people being like uh, I've been flying for like six months it's like okay we're desperate go for it so he gets into a thing and he's like bombs not coming off his airplane mostly probably I assume because he does not know how to fucking work it and he's like it's stuck it's stuck but he's like you know he fucking hates the aliens they probed him they did shit to him and he sees his one chance so he's he takes it where it's like if the bomb's not coming off of me then I'm gonna fly right up into the ship and you know I'll die I'll die I will sacrifice Mm -hmm. myself to get back at this alien and he does it and it fucking works and he explodes this thing and all of a sudden everyone's cheering the president's yelling son of a bitch did it (laughs) (laughs) in front of the dead man's kids these kids his kids who have been living in an rv are like there they literally (laughs) their dad fly into an alien ship that for all of his life he's been mocked 
because no one believed that he got abducted. He was, he did assholes. He did. They die. And the president of the United States <laughs> calls him a son of a bitch. And the whole place starts whooping it up. And then a guy just walks up to his son, just like, at least he died a hero. It's like, well, and even worse, Randy Quaid did his kids dirty because before he fucking, you know, uh, kamikaze himself into the alien ship. He goes in the words of my generation up yours. <laughs> and then his kid is on the radio with him and he, his kid goes, Dad, what are you doing? <laughs> and Randy Quaid goes, instead of going, I love you, son. He goes, hey, boys, I'm back. <laughs> and <then> blows him <laughs> And himself just like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking comfort, comfort your kid, bud. That son oh. of a bitch did it. Yeah, it was <laughs> I know he did it. Him a that son, son of a bitch, bitch did it. <laughs> dude, you refer to the man who just saved Earth as that son of a bitch. And you're not even just like another pilot. You're the president of the United no, States. No sanctity for life. Dude. <laughs> I honestly, Which, I feel like the movie could have used more scenes like that where they're just like so over the top and ridiculous. Which, funny movie. enough, when being interviewed, Roland Emmerich was asked recently, like, what is like one of the things he avoids in his movies or he tries to like not depict in his movies? And he says, in his disaster movies, or what's like the key ingredient to making a disaster movie? He said, don't show people dying. That let man. let that sink in because I don't know what the fuck that means. <laughs> he like literally threw a rave on top of a building in LA just to let the aliens like explode them. So I think maybe okay. what he meant is like don't show like a human like get like but they show data gets strangled by the alien and clearly dies. I know he comes back in the sequel, but that was not intended. So <laughs> I, I don't know what he meant by that. He said don't show people dying. Um okay. <laughs> my two other issues with this movie one why did they need to have will smith and vivica fox get married real quick that oh, was yeah. weird didn't need that too you know i know this is a will smith movie but man jeff was distracting throughout this whole movie like listen will smith's you mustache, punched the president will smith's mustache <laughs> looked great he looked like a man. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like he was even fuller than he was in Bad Boys. He looks good. He looks like a full grown man. But oh, my I, like, I couldn't even look at him because Jeff, there's Jeff just like with his necklace and his open flannel the whole time. And he was just like violently distracting and so sexy throughout this entire movie. David, you beat off the president. <laughs> it did. That was a good impression. <laughs> um, I just love the dad being the most Jewish person in the world. David. Well, man, that's I feel like the movie's like very obviously very broad with its depictions of things. Very. Uh, when so when Jeff Goldblum finally figures out like we need to give the mothership a virus. We got to give it a coal to like bring down the shields. The Secretary of Defense who's been by the president's side this entire movie fucking loses his mind 
and all Jeff Goldblum saying is like, oh, we bring down the shields on the mothership. Maybe we can get a ship into it and we can blow it up from the inside. A very Star Wars-y thing. To me, it's like, yeah, let's give that a shot. What's bad about the Secretary of Defense in the movie starts saying, this is asinine. This is the worst. You're going to trust this guy. We just met him. We just figured out Area 51's a thing. You're really going to let him pilot? And it was, he was like arguing like if they did this, the world was going to explode. It's like, no, if that mission failed, do something else. Like, why was that guy so fucking angry? I don't even know if you guys remember what I'm talking yeah, about. The, the tall, lanky guy. And they fire his ass. The president fires him. And I'm like what also the best uh, he thing- knew about the aliens in area 51 he yeah and it's like why do you that? care that much about the plan no one's gonna get hurt with this plan and the two pilots jeff golden will smith die who the fuck cares we'll figure out something else like he was just like yelling because i feel like the script needed someone to yell they did the president takes buckwheat aside he's just like son i want to let you know that your stepdad was a son of a bitch well dude crazy son of a bitch Dude, isn't that kid the main character in the sequel? Like grown up? Oh, that's uh Michael B. Jordan. Is he in the Independence Day Resurgence? Is he? What? I don't think so. That no, he's not. Oh. It. But that, no, no, like <laughs> Michael, Michael B. B. Jordan. Yeah, Michael I B. Think, Jordan is. Yeah, is but really? they don't hire no. that he's actor. Like, he's like the, Will Smith's son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They should have. They should have kept the kid, the person that played Buckwheat. I want to see what he looks like now. That um, would have been fucking awesome. I th- okay I also you know what we do need to talk about is so like the director saw six degrees and really wanted will smith for this role in the studio did not want will smith what they were like he um i don't know like he's green or like you know like he's untested and they were like and you're gonna kill your foreign box office aka Ooh, you put a black guy as the lead, nobody in like any of the foreign countries will want to see it. Guys, it wasn't Michael B. Jordan. It was Jesse T. Usher as Dylan in the Whoopsies. Are you sure? I thought Michael B. Jordan wasn't. All right. Movie. Well, I'm looking because I looked it up too. It's just everything's like Michael B. Jordan rumored for Independence Day 2. <laughs> they just didn't go with him. Oh, everyone just wanted him. I thought he was Whoops. And we watched it. Oh, yes. Um, but yeah, so I mean, it just goes to show that studios are awful because this movie made so much goddamn money worldwide. And honestly, I think it's because of Will Smith. So now everyone after this movie, he is an action star. Like he's got bad boys under his belt, which was like super funny and, you know, action-y but this is just like a straight up action film you know what i mean where it's like not relying on like his comedic timing too much so i feel like this movie especially after how well it did it's like oh yeah he is now like a reliable name he does a lot of alien movies too because obviously we have independence day we got the men in black trilogy we have after earth that's a good uh Dudes, I'm just gonna say this. I'm so fucking excited for Men in Black. I love that movie. Yeah, I mean, I think that's gonna be like doing aliens right. Yeah. You know and what I mean? Coming up, it's the next one. Yeah. It's the next one. Which that's crazy. Motherfucker's not even 30 yet, and he's making Men in Black. That's awesome. Men in, Men in Black is the one where it's like that that to me is like the 
that's like the perfect Will Smith movie. Mm. It's like yeah. got a lot of the funny, mm-hmm. but also the action. And like, he's like a cool guy. And the music. Yeah, yeah. He finally has the song. Oh, the song. In there. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're, I can't wait to like that stuff. Men in us. Black, it, it kind of triggers a little bit of like trying to recapture Men in Black. I'm, and I'm mostly talking about Wild Wild West. Oh, yeah. 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 Good sounds. Yeah. That's a good sign. Anytime we uh, we That's post uh, a Wild Wild Will episode on my Twitter, always a couple of people post underneath that they're like, Enemy of the State is amazing. Oh, I can't wait for that. And dude. I remember liking Enemy of the State, but I yeah. think I might have disliked it a little bit because I was used to Men in Black Will Smith mm. and oh, Enemy of the State's a little more serious. Yeah. I will say you've got to give it to Will. Like, so we've only watched like a handful of movies so far, but they've all been very distinctly different you yeah know, like you know what i mean like you've got fresh prince which i know we didn't like watch that but like we all watched fresh prince and you've got like six degrees and where the day'll take you bad boys and this they are all very very different roles and i feel like each one has shown a different side of will smith you know what i mean like this one he says some funny stuff but like he's not funny in this one he's just like a straight up action guy bad boys he's funny but like you know like a little harder and like a little bit more grown up where he's like sleeping with a bunch of women and six degrees he's i don't like a crazy con man like i feel like i'm just very impressed and it is very clearly on purpose just how distinct each of these roles are so far so i can see how like if you're a little kid growing up on men in black it would be weird to you to then go see one of his more serious films because most people i feel like don't jump around this much in their acting and he was definitely the actor of like the blockbuster actor of our generation for sure tom cruise i feel like we mentioned before he was acting before we were all born and so when we did all of his movies, you're kind of catching up with him. But this is like, damn, we're already a man in black. That's odd. Like, we're not wading through the waters of the weird 80s bullshit. It's just like, oh, yeah, I remember these movies. We were alive. We were in formative years. I, I th- oh, God. Oh, no, no. I was just saying we were in our formative years as he dude. The dude's only 53 or something like he's still a young man to this day. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's cool. It's I, just- I think Will Smith's if we're comparing it to tom cruise which you can't like do it completely i think it's almost a little flipped or like tom cruise for the most part i know it's like this is a little too broad of a stroke but like he went from like kind of weird movies to action flicks mm-hmm. there's a i'm looking at the filmography there's a lot of like that action like i robot you know wild wild west all the men in blacks and stuff a lot of that shit is in the you know early 2000s and 90s and recently will smith's doing more of the you know, Ali and yes. concussion or whatever. And I think King so Richard, too. King yeah. Richard, they're getting more of that shit. Not that he completely drops it off, but yeah. so it's a little bit of like a flip on it. Yeah, Dude, I agree. I can't wait for King Richard. I don't know if you two know, but I have a tennis kick going on right now. So I'm really we looking forward definitely to know you have a tennis <laughs> kick going on right now. It's disturbing, man. All right. So you, you have a racket. <laughs> yeah, I got two rackets. Lily's got a racket, too. Oh, hell yeah. Do and I think I got some balls me? in that bag, if you know what I mean. Oh, do you really? Yeah. Awesome. Good. I mean, um, so, okay. I guess I don't give a fuck about tennis. So <laughs> what were your thoughts? Did you like Independence Day? Did you not like Independence Day? 
like for me, I'll give this like like a six out of ten. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to say it's like a good movie, but I I would like yeah, I'll watch this again. It wasn't mm-hmm. like awful. Like I I was like okay with it, and I think it was. It, I I don't know. It, like Bad Boys, I'd never watched it. It was like Bad Boys was like, oh, this is like a really good experience here. Yeah. So I'm not just trying to say it's on that level, but I liked it. I'm, I'm, I was fine with it. Yeah. Six or seven out of 10. I think based on my experience as a seven year old uh, going into this, I was a little worried that I'm like, this is going to be boring. It kind of was. And I think I found small things to appreciate. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think overall, I don't know. This isn't a movie I would necessarily be like, oh, I'm going to give this a watch. I, and I'm comparing it, which might be wrong. I shouldn't do this. I'm comparing it to the likes of like Jurassic Park, where it's like, that movie's an all-time classic. You can watch it over and over again and just kind of like free fall in love with it or have fun with it. It holds up, too. Holds up. Good characters. All the stuff you want in a blockbuster. This this feels a little tedious. Maybe it's the two and a half hour runtime. Like probably like Jurassic Park, I think is just a, a two hours on the month, like on the button or something like two hours and a half to like tell this story. I don't know. But isn't it weird that this is the movie that like catapults him? It is weird, but you know, it almost made a billion dollars. So I know, I think that's like, to me, what's weird. Like this movie did so well. People still love it. It catapulted him. But when you go and you really sit down, you watch it from beginning to end, you're just like, this is not as like fast paced and action-y as I think it to be. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I would expect this to have more pop and I would expect him to be in it. More. It was the first, but it was like, you know, again, broad stroke. It was like the first disaster movie. Mm. We've seen we see what's what's his fucking name? Emmerich? Yeah, Roland Emmerich. We've seen him do it. We've seen hit literally him do it 12 more times after this. Yeah. With different disasters and then also people imitating him. Mm-hmm. So this is the first one we got, though. So that's that. That was probably, you know, a world ending type of shit. In a weird way, too. I know the movie doesn't on the surface feel like a 90s movie, but the concept of like blowing everything up. This feels like a Mountain Dew commercial in a way, right? So it's very 90s in that aspect where it's like, we're going extreme, man. The UFOs are big as fuck and we're going to blow up everything. And so like, that's also its reputation in a weird way. And like, also, I guess it's just like, I think I wish it was just campier. You know what I mean? But I think probably what did it well is this is fucking Independence Day and it came out on July 3rd. Like yeah. literally the first showing was July 2nd when everything starts taking place. So I feel like for a holiday weekend, mm. like it's 4th of July weekend. I'm obviously going to go fucking see Independence Day. You oh, know what I mean? Yeah. Like grandpa and an alarm going on. Yeah, like <laughs> I, I think if it was made today, it would be campier and I think it'd be more fun. All right, guys, subscribe to the Patreon, patreon.com slash the gentleman's club. It's only four bucks a month. You get all uh, all of Night Cruising. You get the these episodes earlier. And uh, Men in Black coming up. Or yeah, Men in Black. And then also a Night Cruising episode is going to be coming out with mm-hmm. Top Gun Maverick. All right. Bye.